Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So would you say you're on a spiritual path? A spiritual seeker? What are you looking for? What are you going to find on this path? Is it the is it the big E enlightenment? The big O? <laughs> or chocolate? <laughs> um, if you don't see yourself as enlightened now, what's going to change that status for you? Are you going to add something to yourself? Maybe a bit of knowledge, a book? The, uh, you know, I've been... Um, I've been really impressed by the the uptick of uh, I don't know what to call them uh, guests that uh, have kind of bumped through some of the barriers of of traditional uh, spiritual journeying, so to speak. And our guest tonight is is right up there. He. Uh, uh, we're having him back on the show. He's always welcome on the show. But back to that big E thing, that big E thing. So let's just press the fast forward button, right? And zoom, 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 and zoom, 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 and poof, here we are. Now you're enlightened. You're enlightened. You're fully lit up. What's your life like then? What does the biggie do for you? I guess I could say, why are you searching for it? You know, uh, (laughs) I'm really excited for tonight's episode. Due to time constraints, this uh, interview was recorded previously, so I know what's coming down the pike, and I think you're going to like it. It's the good stuff. I think we should get to it. Um, The topic tonight is Change Your Mind, and our guest tonight is R.J. Spina, and this will be his second time on the show. We had him on the show for his first book called Supercharged Self-Healing. And he's going to share that story with you. It, the, the idea that we could ever possibly be stuck, I'm not saying that um, we can't feel stuck, that we can't feel hopeless or lost or, you know, what the hell. But RJ's story is such a, um, 
I guess, a living example of what consciousness can do for us in our lifetime now. The topic tonight is based on his latest book, Change Your Mind, Deprogram Your Subconscious Mind, Rewire the Brain, and Balance Your Energy. Expanding on techniques featured in Supercharged Self-Healing, RJ shares new high-frequency metaphysics made simple and practical, helping you finally be free of the stress, doubts, and low energy that block your joy and quality of life. Change Your Mind uses revolutionary teaching to help rewire your subconscious mind and bring balance to your energy. RJ is a metaphysical teacher and healer whose wisdom and guidance have forever transformed the lives of many across the world. He teaches self-healing, self-realization, meditation, manifestation, and self-mastery. These enlightened teachings are the same ones he used to verifiably overcome permanent chest-down paralysis and chronic disease in just 100 days, as outlined in his best-selling first book, Supercharged Self-Healing. You can learn more about him online at ascendthefrequencies.com. Let's get to the to the interview. I think you're going to like this. I'll see you on the other side. Welcome back on the show, RJ. Thank you so much for having me, Les. It's my pleasure. No, I think the pleasure is mine, but that we could argue that all night. Um, <laughs> um, first of all, what a book. Change your mind. Deprogram your subconscious mind. Rewire the brain and balance your energy. Well, damn, that seems pretty simple. Is this a weekend class and you're done? Or, I mean, <laughs> what what brought you to write this book? Well, you know, Les, what's interesting, or at least interesting to me, is that the, the teachings in this book uh, I had been employing previous um, or prior to the teachings and understandings of my first book, Supercharged Self-Healing. So I, I started doing the exercises and protocols for my own liberation that, that are captured in Change Your Mind probably maybe 13 to 15 years ago. Um, I, I felt the, the, desire, the overwhelming desire to free myself, to liberate myself. I kind of felt like my life wasn't my own. My, these desires that I had of personhood, what I was, my actions and behaviors that kind of dictated my daily life, they just didn't feel authentic to me. They didn't feel like they were coming from me. And um, I, I would have done anything, literally, I would have done anything to wake myself up. And um, the teachings, the exercises, and the protocols to change your mind are something that I did 
13, 15 years ago, something like that. And, uh, and I actually think they, they laid the foundation of removing all these limiting beliefs and deprogramming, deprogramming the mind. I think it, I think it really laid the foundation less for me to even be able to, uh, unparalyze myself and overcome all these life threatening conditions and diseases that I did uh, about in, uh, 2016. And that, and that's what a supercharged self feeling is about. So see, even though it's the sequel, so to speak, is supercharged. The truth of the matter is, less this it, it came well before. It came about seven or eight years before, but just in terms of books coming out, uh, it wound up being the second book rather than the first. Right. Well, now for th- those in our audience that haven't uh, heard of you and your first book, Supercharged Self Healing, can you just briefly share? that story with us so we can understand the context sure yeah um i i was uh it was april 23rd 2016 um i became uh i'm doing air quotes i became <laughs> permanently permanently paralyzed from the chest down uh, i was told i had 48 hours to live i had severe uh sepsis i was diagnosed with um several diseases. Uh, I was experiencing a life-threatening condition called autonomic dysreflexia, uh, which you can go into a coma or have an aneurysm or a stroke. Uh, it, it was, the prognosis was grim beyond belief, really. It's, it, it's about as quote-unquote bad as it possibly could get. And I had an emergency life-saving surgery, a laminectomy, where they scraped the uh, infection off the spine, but I was already paralyzed before. Um, and I was told it was impossible to recover. But the, the short, the short answer about that book, Les, is that, and it's not entirely accurate, but the short answer is that when I woke up from emergency surgery, I, I had authentically awakened into what we could call cosmic consciousness. And in the, in the ICU, I began explaining, and I documented all this, filmed all this. Um, I started explaining how self-healing itself, the, the true metaphysics of self-healing and self-realization, how it actually works. And I explained that I would put myself back together in 100 days. I know exactly what to do with my energetic templates and channeling intelligent energy through my crown chakra, deleting all the programs of ill health and disease, turning them all off. So all of the, all of this enlightened metaphysics about self-healing and self-realization was captured in supercharged self-healing. And, and just as I uh, had said, in literally 100 days, because I filmed it, and there's a video of this on the website. It's all documented and verifiable. In exactly 100 days, I walked uh, unassisted exactly as I predicted. So that, that became, and then the, those teachings of all the different clients and people that I worked with all over the world that were able to achieve a level of success in terms of whether it's mental, emotional, or physical health that they were never able, and even just their general state of being, uh, that they were never able to experience before. A lot of their stories are captured in supercharged self-healing along with the exact protocols, what I call the ascend, the frequencies, which are really forms of meditation and higher consciousness, the ascend, the frequencies healing technique. So a supercharged self-healing captures the healing technique. It captures my story, and more importantly, it captures the story of many, many people who used those same teachings um, 
to put themselves back together mentally, emotionally, physically, or all the above. Very nice. Well, the, the, the first subtitle uh, sentence or whatever, deprogram your subconscious mind. The subconscious, I mean, even by its very definition, means like off the radar. It's, it's off of your, con- it's be- below your awareness. I, th- I think both of us have been on a, a very powerful journey in this lifetime. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to get at for the listener is until you do the work or whatever, uh, bring your awareness around, the subconscious is the whole flipping rodeo. You you might think you've got your hand on the wheel and there's no other hand and there's no other wheel. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I got cracked open like 25 years ago and the day before I got cracked open had you asked me, um, Lost, do you have any subconscious issues that strong arm your every decision through every single day of your life? I would have checked no. In hindsight, I was I was so clueless to I would call it the karmic momentum. I mean, if we think of agility as like either a super tanker full of cargo that might take a, an hour to turn around in a quarter of a mile or a jet ski that can turn completely around in a half a second. I was a super tanker, and I thought I was a jet ski. <laughs> How do you shine a light on the subconscious? I mean, if you were to uh, share with our listeners, how would you describe the, uh, I guess I'd call it the subconscious momentum that we might have in our psyche that we're, that we're not cognizant of? Yeah, it's a great question, and um, I think the context less is that we first, it's important for us to understand that um, neuroscientists today have determined that 95% of reality creation comes from our subconscious mind. So that should give us all pause, where the, the rational, finite thinking mind, egoic mind, only accounts for 5% of the life that we create for ourselves. So most of us are try to, you know, think positive thoughts, think a certain way. That's, that's really not going to do anything. Oddly enough, it's not going to do anything. And I felt that I wanted to write the treasure map for the, for the miracle machine of reality creation, which is access to the subconscious. And so if we, we could briefly think of the subconscious as the greatest storage device ever created because it literally does record every single moment of every single lifetime, of every single parallel condition that we will ever have. It's actually embedded within our subconscious mind. And you're right, Les, it's, it's, it's before conscious awareness. So the, the, the impossibility, it would seem, would be how do we access what what even gives rise to conscious awareness. And so what I, what I discovered through, um, through detachment, through true detachment, <clears throat> is that if we simply examined the core motivation 
behind what is driving our thoughts, emotions, actions, and behaviors, we would bring to light or bring into the conscious mind what has been placed into our mind through societal conditioning, brainwashing, past lives, uh, all of the above. But the only way to do it is to deeply examine, and the book, as you know, lays out a very simple, uh, it's it's simple, but uh, simplicity to me is the height of sophistication. It lays out a very simple, elegant, and powerful process of questioning why it is what it is that you're doing and getting to the core motivation of what is actually driving our behavior. And only in that moment are we able to see the programs within our subconscious mind and by questioning our behavior, why why do I think this way and why do I feel this way, and bringing it all the way to light, it's almost like seeing a computer program that's been buried in the hard drive. You now see it right on your desktop. And now that you see that program, and you can tangibly recognize that that program doesn't come from you, that that's not you, that's societal conditioning, that's brainwashing. And then once you see that and you know that, in that moment, there'll be distance between you and the program, and you can delete it just like you would delete an unwanted program on your computer because you realize that's not germane or authentic to who and what we are. And at that moment, you realize it doesn't serve you. It serves something or someone else. And once you see it tangibly in front of you through, through your own introspection, and the book gives you an easy process to do it, you are removing all these programs of limitation that we had no idea or even there. And so to me, uh, I wanted to write, uh, yeah, it's a bit bold, but I wanted to write the definitive guide on self-healing, which is what my first book is. And I wanted to to write the definitive guide on on deprogramming the limitations that are programmed into humanity. And so it, it, it sounds overwhelming or difficult or impossible or that can't be done. It's untrue. It's if, if we just examine and question why we're doing what we're doing, we'll get to the core motivation. And in that moment, there is an epiphany, there is a realization, there is an inner shift. So we start to understand that, that our actions and behaviors are not authentic to who and what we are. And once you delete it, that's, that's when we start to taste our own liberation and freedom. And then you can own your own mind and only until... We own our own mind. Can we ever realize that we're truly free? Nice. To realize that we're truly free. There's a a lot of times when people, I don't know, contemplate or think about their spiritual journey, it's like a lot of times they have this finish line and uh, they painted as the big E, the big E, the big enlightenment. And in the journey, they don't have a sense that they're there yet. They don't have a sense that what they're searching for, they already are. Mm -hmm. And I really like what you said about freedom because 
I think the I don't like words like proper or any of that crap, but the journey can have joy in it today. The journey can have love in it today. The journey can bring a greater sense of freedom today. And what for myself, it's uh, I I guess I call it the unraveling of the vastness of what the word freedom means to a human persona. <laughs> and the farther you you open up to that sense of the, the freedom of the authentic you, of the divine idea of you, once you've sipped from that cup, I mean, to there's no other path to take. It's just like, give me more, give me more. Yeah, that once you're so right, Les. Once you once you taste that that authenticity and that freedom, there's no substitute gratification that will ever suffice. And I, I used to say this every now and then. I say it, and people would look at me like crazy or get upset. But I, I literally used to say, enlightenment is the easiest thing in the world because. It's the only thing here and now. And when we start to really tangibly work in that direction, it goes back to what you first said, Les. There is no there. There, there, there is no there. It, it's now. Self-realization is within us all now. Joy is within us all now, and it's only available now. The manifestation of every goal is within us now. Right? There's no past or future and there is no there. Right. And I and I think that's the shift. Right there. If we start to work inwardly and realize that everything is available right now. There's nothing that there's nothing that the next now contains that this now doesn't contain. Right. It you know, it's uh Sometimes you see people in traffic or maybe in the line at the supermarket and they're just anxious and anxious and anxious and anxious. It's like I, the now I'm in now is not serving me. I need to be over there in that now. It's like happiness is is over there. I hurry. I need to get over there. And it's, it's like a slippery fish in that... Um, uh, if you try to feel, if you, uh, in, enlightenment uh, is not given to you, there's nothing that's added to you. It's rather a subtraction, perhaps. But so, so RJ, I really appreciate you as a guest because of the experience you went through with your supercharged self healing. I mean, that is uh, uh, so often uh, guests on the show talk about um, a profound experience that they had in their own consciousness, more metaphorically in between their ears. And, and they want to share. They're very passionate, and I love that, and there's, there's nothing out of, out of place here. But you have such a tangible a tangible 
timeline where you you literally reprogram the dynamics of who you are as a physical being and and i i uh, you're you're just bringing such a point blank example of the power of our consciousness as it relates to our human experience Oh, well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's, um, I only speak about what I tangibly know to be true. And uh, you're so right, Les. Uh, enlightenment, self-realization, which are the same thing, really. Self-mastery, whatever, whatever fancy word we want to we wanna use. Um, it's, it's a destructive process. It's not constructive. As you said, we're not adding anything on. And I, and I think the ego mind approaches everything through acquiring or becoming right right because everything is outside of it it's always in pursuit of something and that's because the ego mind is incomplete as it is so it it always needs something to complete itself and then once it has that thing because it's inauthentic because the ego mind is inauthentic even the achievement of the goal doesn't doesn't bring any real purpose because it's like okay that was great what's next right right so this is the opposite. Uh, I mean, I, I gifted myself uh, the total destruction of of my of my physical body, uh, and and that that kind of destruction is normally only afforded to us, you know, when we're leaving our body, what we call you know what we call death. And so my body didn't work anymore; it completely shut down, and I couldn't feel it. <clears throat> but you know, yet I remained here, and because there was complete and utter. A disassociation detachment from the physical body and I had always been working in this direction my whole life um, to begin with but this this was kind of the uh, the challenge that I needed to fully awaken myself the, the all these realizations left they just came flooding back to me they were like muscle memories uh, self-healing and, and and the protocols of self-realization or the metaphysics of self-realization it I remembered them I literally remembered them, uh, and as soon as I woke up from the emergency surgery, I was I was explaining it in, in in detail. All of us, this is what we actually are. When when we say we're made in God's image, less it that's not some dude with you know long hair and a white beard or whatever. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, it's 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 and and you and I may, we have, we probably have white beards. I don't think you have long hair anymore. My hair is a bit long, but that's that's not. That's not what it really means. Okay, so what I've discovered is that when we say made in God's image, what we're really talking about is sentience given energy to create. And I really want humanity to understand this. So when I, when I talk about sentience, sometimes we use the word consciousness, but, but sentience is more specific. So sentience, and we can think of that as the I am, by the way, the I am. So sentience is our divine intelligence. Now, when I say divine intelligence, don't associate that with thinking because thinking has got nothing to do with intelligence. So divine intelligence, the I am sentience, God, this is our level of love and wisdom whose subsets are our talents and abilities. Now, that is what we are at our core, everyone. That's what God is. Now, when you add energy a complement, an allotment, an amount of energy that that divine intelligence uses to create 
And that's the energy we use to think, emote, animate the body, create experiences, even create the incarnation. It's sentience plus energy is what it means to be created in God's image, because that's exactly what God is. Now, I, I want to make one further point about this lesson, then I'll, I'll stop rambling, is that the sentience and energy, I feel previously, these two things were kind of just lumped together and seen as one thing, and we called it the soul. Now, it's my direct experience that that's not accurate. It's certainly in the right direction, but it's not accurate because we are not what we create, just like the painter is not the painting. Right. So once we have that level of discernment and detachment, then I think we can have a joyous, a joyous uh, incarnation. I think we're, I think we are poised for self-realization. I think we're, I think we're poised to create the life that we know that we were all capable of, and we're also removing the idea of suffering. I didn't say pain. We're removing the idea of suffering because we no longer identify with what is happening because we're the sentience given energy to create. And I think that is really the key understanding. And once we have that, that delineation between these two things, I actually think that's when suffering will end and we'll actually start to realize our, our full potential as an immortal creator. Nice. You know, you weren't rambling, so you don't have to stop. <laughs> well, the the sentient, the um, source consciousness, or um, to me, it's like uh, God with a big G. Or uh, I like uh, the burning bush and the Bhagavad Gita. I am that I am, and as it is, and. It's like consciousness without form, consciousness without structure, consciousness without identity, and there's a, there's this eternal well or portal where it streams into our persona and animates our our bio suit, our body, and it it's the fuel that our ego runs on. It runs the really the whole flipping rodeo. Including the, the the material world, and you know, a lot of a lot of times when we go through our upbringing, we accumulate accolades. You know, um, I'm I'm a high school graduate. I'm a college graduate. I I have my PhD. I have my doctorate. I'm a I'm a certified whatever, and. This gives us a sense of self that we identify with. And if we think of that nonlinear soup, so to speak, that runs the whole rodeo, it really doesn't serve us to load ourselves up with these these static ideas of who we are, these badges and, and whatever. I mean... It to to really untether our soul to really untether the the vastness of who we are at our core 
is to let go, is to, is to throw all our accolades on the ground and be free of them. To the Western mind, that seems like carnage. It seems like blasphemy. It seems like backpaddling. It seems like, really, it seems like an untruth because you work so hard for these identities, and yet... They don't really serve you if you cling to them with a sense of identity. You're literally collapsing realms of potentials within your psyche of what might be. You're, it's, it's like you're hand-tying your soul from what it could potentiate because, because the ego likes to... I don't know, find comfort, find identity in this structured sense of self, if that makes sense. Uh, it, makes, it makes perfect sense. Uh, that, that, that's exactly right. So the, the, the intellect is deified in our current, uh, what passes for world, world culture. Uh, the intellect is deified, but that's, but that's because it's, it's easily controlled, fooled, and manipulated. Right. That's, that's the real reason. So those that are operating beyond the intellect can't be controlled, can't be manipulated, can't be led astray. And so uh, the intellect is just based upon the physical sensory perception, the data that comes in. And if you control what, uh, what I call perception management, the information that is available within the five senses, and that's the data stream that comes in that feeds the logic and linear program of the intellect, it's very easily, very easy to control an entire species. And that's really what we've seen. Right. To be blunt about it, that's really what we've seen. Now, the teachings in, in my first two books and all the other books that I'm going to and that I'm going to write, they 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 destroy the control systems that have been set up to enslave humanity. They literally do that. They're the kryptonite. And so this this is really when we talk about freedom Freedom is not doing whatever you want whenever you want. It's not freedom. Freedom is escaping the tyranny of the finite mind and limiting body consciousness. Nice. That's free. That's freedom. And that's what I'm interested in and in putting that that level of power back to back where it belongs, which is in humanity's hands. And until we go within and 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 in the beginning we need a process. Okay, ultimately, the, the greatest process is no process, right? It's pure spontaneity and creativity. Right. But, but we have to initially, from my perspective, Les, we have to initially start with a process, whether it's self-healing, self-realization, or deprogramming all the limitations from your, from your subconscious. Then at a certain point, you don't need a process. You don't need a process. But when we start to, when we start to understand that just what you were talking about, Les, then this, this I am, this divine intelligence, this sentience, this fractal of God, which is what we all are, doesn't have any limitations. We create them. Now, we create them based upon what we pour our consciousness into. So if we pour our consciousness into this belief, that belief, this concept, that concept, this ideology, this role, this so-called knowledge, then all we've done is imprisoned ourselves. That's all we've done. Now, that's, again, uh, applauded 
in our society. But again, if we start to understand why these things are applauded, egoic ideals are applauded here because it keeps humanity incredibly limited and not realizing our own, our own divinity and our own freedom. And the only thing I'm interested in is freeing humanity on all levels. And all we have to do is examine why it is we're doing what we're doing. Instead of accepting these desires, the same, essentially the same handful of desires that everyone has, these, these desires had nothing to do with us before we got here, and they'll have nothing to do with us when we leave here. What I want us to bring in is our unlimited nature, our compassion, and our power back into this realm and back into our life, and we can't do that until we examine deeply why it is we're doing what we're doing. Nice. Well spoken. Now, we've talked a, a bit about the deprogramming of your subconscious mind. Now, rewire the brain. I mean, we've just been talking about the brain and uh, and perhaps in the same context, uh, the ego of of loading up these ideas of self, loading up these accolades. When you talk about rewiring the brain for in a, a divine way or in a authentic way, or, or perhaps I could say in the way the design of the human genome intended to rewire the brain, if we're deconstructing stigmas and narratives and belief systems, what's what does rewire the brain involve? Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. So let's, as an analogy and a visual, let's, let's think of our, our, our backyard, right? We have grass, we have our backyard. And if we, if we cut across the backyard, the, the same path over and over again, right, that, that grass is going to get worn out. Pretty soon we see the dirt. And eventually that, that path gets wider and wider because we keep traveling down that, that exact that exact same route. Now, this is what starts to happen to our life force energy as we continue to repeat the habitual pattern of the subconscious pattern egoic mind. The, the neural pathways, they end up taking more and more and more of our life force. So in order to rewire the brain, we have to, we have to first stop cutting across the backyard in the exact same fashion over and over again, our habits, our beliefs, our patterns, our ideologies, our roles, taking all of this energy away from us. And by questioning through the, through the book, there's the simple questions about, well, why am I doing this? Why do I feel this way? Why do I think this way? And getting to the core motivation. What's happening is your energy is starting to come back to you. And what we're doing is we're almost covering up the, the backyard. We're no longer taking that same path over and over, that same belief, that same concept, same ideology, same role, over and over again. Now, the grass starts to regrow. The grass starts to regrow. So now, in, at a certain moment, and, and, and I'm looking out at my backyard as I, or my front yard, actually. <laughs> I'm looking at my front yard as I, as I talk about this. So once, once we stop cutting across the yard over and over again by examining why it is that we're doing Less the rewiring of the brain, what actually happens is you start to attune yourself to who and what you really are, right? Which is the I am, the sentience, your own higher mind, your higher self. The, the, the true self, the higher self, the I am, the sentience, the God doesn't have any habits. 
doesn't have any. It, it, it lives spontaneity. It lives through spontaneity by being fully present in the moment. Now, we want to rewire, from my perspective, we want to rewire our brain to our higher mind. And this allows us to be what we call, what humans call the flow state. So now we're in this perpetual state of being present and this perpetual state of high creativity because we're not throwing our consciousness into some little fishbowl of beliefs, ideologies, roles, concepts, so-called knowledge. So we're rewiring the brain where all the grass has now grown over those pathways because we question why we've done this. We realize this is a program, brainwashing. The grass regrows over, and naturally, without any effort, without any effort, the brain starts to become rewired and becomes attuned to the higher mind, the higher mind. And this is the flow state. This is the superhuman. This, this is how we're able to do things that are so-called impossible, like unparalyzing yourself or whatever, you know, or whatever it may be. This is actually how you do it because you're no longer adhering to the limitations that have been programmed into the pattern subconscious mind. And we do it by questioning why it is that we're doing all these things that we're doing. We'll realize it's a program. The grass starts to grow back over and our reconnection and our reattunement to who and what we really are takes over. And that's the rewiring of the brain. Very nice. Very nice. You know, the uh, (laughs) B-E, I'm being silly here, don't take my words verbatim, before enlightenment, I'm being silly here, um, we run these really long narratives in our brain over months and years and I'm this, I'm that, and, and we reconstitute the belief system every day over and over, regurgitate it, blah, blah, blah. And it creates this karmic momentum. And uh, it seems like the divine idea of the brain is more like uh, popcorn, like some kind of turbulent shitstorm of really short, really short sentences that come and go and are gone and are not repeated. It's like... uh, You teach the ego to just slow down and park it, just sit on a stool where that portal of nonlinear consciousness comes in. That that gateway, that that first instance, that first moment that the nonlinear intelligence comes in and gives the the mind these little snippets. Uh, go talk to them. Go over there. Go this. Go that. And if you were to plot all those over time, it looks like the chaos of popcorn popping. There doesn't seem to be a linear trajectory, and yet vastly more things are happening multi-simultaneously than when we ran these really long narratives. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, a beautiful, that's beautiful. Yeah, so I, I have often said that the Shakespeare is not the greatest storyteller. Your ego mind identity is. It's just an endless story. Right. Right? And, and the whole time, we're the awareness of the story. We're not the story. Just like the painter is not the painting. But because 
we are constantly telling ourselves this story, and because our attention is constantly on it, we lose ourselves in the creation. We've lost who and what we really are, and our unlimited nature, our perfection, our wholeness, our completeness, our, uh, our limitlessness, we've lost that because we keep telling ourselves some endless story that we identify with and never, ever take our attention off of it. And I, I agree, Les, the, 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 the true spontaneity, the true acts of creativity have nothing to do with, with linearity. Logic and linearity is not, it's not what is. It's, it's a tiny fraction of what is. It, it's the way that the human mind processes and therefore creates reality. But it's a sliver of reality. It's not reality. And when we break the habits and patterns of the identification of the story, just like you were talking about, that we just keep rolling with over and over again, and that stops, we, we, we start to realize that, this, that we really are these spontaneous creators that really are capable of anything. And, and when I say that, that we are capable of anything, I don't mean it as like some stupid Nike, you know, logo <laughs> slogan or something, you know, like, you know, just do it or that. I'm talking about that we're a fractal of God, Les. Right, indeed. And yeah, the, the last I checked, God doesn't have any limitations, and neither do we. Now, the only way we're going to taste that is if we stop telling ourselves our story, which is why I wrote Change Your Mind. So you can finally stop telling yourself your story. You can finally see where, where these limiting beliefs and concepts came from. They're not from you. And once you realize they're not from you, you can delete them and you can live. Not only can you change your mind, you can change your life. Right. Right. It, it, by, by becoming empty of the, the long-form narratives, by becoming empty, you become full of potentiality. Yeah, only – yeah, exactly. Only, yeah. Only certain people tangibly know that. You know that, Les. And the key, the, the key is, is to, uh, at least from my perspective, the key is, is to give humanity a process, a repeatable, robust process that gives them that tangible experience as well. And, and I, I really feel that's the key to everything is that it must be experiential. Yeah. It must be tangible. And that, that's really the age that we've moved into the age of Aquarius, the age, the age of uh, Master R, also known as Saint Germain, and all his all his incarnations. This has to do with what I call the wisdom that transcends knowledge, and that it's experiential, it's tangibly known, and this is what gnosis actually is. It's knowledge of self, and the, we're at a point now that the only way our consciousness can evolve is by working with it directly, not what's downstream of it which would be the egoic mind, which would be beliefs, concepts, roles, ideologies, and so-called knowledge. So everything is designed for us to come together because it's all one thing. And what that also means is all of us have to go within. And enlightenment is kind of like a singularity. It's kind of like this implosion. It's an implosion. Then all of a sudden it just explodes outward and you realize that the communion and the connectivity of all life is actually what we all are. We're a drop of it. We're a drop of it. And when we start to work with ourselves, from my perspective, properly, 
And this, this is when humanity will soar. And this is exactly what we're all starting to do right now these last, certainly in the last few years with, the, with what happened a couple of years ago. Uh, people are waking up in ways that, I mean, it's incredible to see. Some, some people are not going to wake up, and they're not here to wake up. And that's also important to understand. There has to be a certain percentage of the population to anchor in the matrix, what I call the matrix, to allow everyone else to ascend. It's kind of like high school. High school is not all freshmen, and it's not all seniors. It's freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. There has to be a balance. So there has to be people that soak up all this stuff, identify with it, believe it's real, because that allows others to transcend it. And through that, through that transcendence, this is really what the ascension is. This is really what the, the evolution of consciousness actually is. You don't evolve your consciousness through studying more beliefs, roles, and ideologies. You evolve your consciousness by being present and marinating within the self or the, the I am. Nice. Well, now we've talked about deprogram your subconscious mind, rewire the brain, and now balance your inner chi, your energy. If we were to look at this process from a purely energetic point of view, uh, what are you getting at with balance your energy? Sure, yeah, so our energy less is, is our most precious resource. We use it for everything. So it only stands to reason if we want to have the most successful life, and whatever definition of successful doesn't even matter, but if we want to have the most successful life since we use our energy for everything, it only stands to reason that we have to become masterful with our energy since it's, 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 it's our most precious resource. So I call it balancing our energy bank account by being able to measure the, the ROI or the return on investment on the people in our life, the uh, activities in our life, and the circumstances in our life. So there's now in the book, there is a series of very simple questions that will give us a quantifiable metric to see if we're increasing our energy bank account, raising our frequency, empowering ourselves, and then therefore, whatever we're putting our attention on, whether it's a person, an activity, a circumstance, or a behavior, that is actually what I would call worthy or good for us. <clears throat> and now this, this uh, energy diagnostic system gives us a quantifiable metric, and it also shows us the other end of that spectrum whether this person, activity, behavior, etc., is it decreasing our energy bank account? Is it lowering our frequency and therefore are we becoming more disempowered and weaker energetically? And so that's, that's the idea behind the uh, managing or balancing your energy bank account. Very nice. Well, and yeah, the when you're in... Uh I know how to speak. I'll get around to it here. Um, when you've when you've uh, metaphorically scrubbed your persona and you've balanced your energy, and and um, the energy 
within your persona is at an equilibrium, so to speak. It's also a, a compass, really, in that when you bump up against incongruent energy, it's much easier to discern it regardless of the marketing or the glitz or the glamour that it's wrapped in. That's 100% less. It's on the money. The, the discernment, because we're no longer attached. And if we're attached to anything here, starting with the body, by the way, if we're attached to anything here, everything here is low frequency. We're in the low frequency, what people call the third dimension, but I got news for everybody, it's the third frequency within the first full dimension. Energy exists sequentially. Energy does not exist dimensionally. Dimensions house frequencies. So we're in the third frequency of the first full dimension. So if we identify or attach ourselves to anything here, we are actually lowering our frequency. Right. And once we identify or attach to anything here, you're right, Les, we can't see anything clearly. There is no discernment. And just like you said, we won't, we won't be able to immediately tangibly discern that there's incongruent energy. Now, when you're detached and you've cleansed or purified or christened your energy, purified your energy, it becomes obvious tangibly immediately. Should I interact with this person or not? You'll know right away. Yeah. Should I partake in this activity? You'll know right away. Yeah. You know, should I, you know, should I do, you know, whatever it is? Should I do X, Y, Z? You'll know right away. So the thinking mind is no longer required because the thinking mind doesn't know anything. But the innate knowingness will come online because of what we've done with our energy. So you're absolutely right. And this is one of the keys in terms of, in terms of, of I guess we'll call it ascension, being able to recognize what to participate in and with whom and when, when to do it and when not to. And this will also lead, like I said before, this will lead to the most happy, joyous, and successful <laughs> life. But if you're, if you're not detached, if you are attached to what goes on here, starting with your body, you're never going to see things clearly, including the self. So very nice. Well, damn, an hour can go by pretty fast. Um, <laughs> sure did, Les. That slippery little fish, that temporal little peck or whatever, it, it's a quick <laughs> one today. Um, um, tell us about your platform, your books, if you work with people, give us uh, share with us how the audience can engage your material and your platform. Sure, sure. Yeah, that was a quick hour left. Okay, so uh, the first book is Supercharged Self-Healing. Um, you can obviously get that on, on, on Amazon. The second book that came out in August is called uh, Change Your Mind. That can also be uh, got, uh, purchased on Amazon. I did the audible. I narrated Change Your Mind. I wasn't given the opportunity to narrate uh, Supercharged Self-Healing, but the narrator did a great job. Um, my third book, believe it or not, can be pre-ordered. It doesn't come out until August of next year, but it's called Access Super Consciousness. It has 24 different meditations for uh, every human being to move beyond the subconscious pattern of egoic mind and to recommune with the higher self. So those three books um, can be gotten on Amazon. My website is ascendthefrequencies.com. Uh, if this material, these insights, this wisdom is moving for you, you can sign up for the newsletter 
right on the website. You'll be kept abreast of all the different things that go on. I'm always teaching some kind of online course. I have two new ones coming up on the beginning of November. I'm going to be doing one uh, called The Bible Deconstructed. That's going to be very interesting. Cool. And I'm doing an, uh, I'm doing an online course on Change Your Mind. I'm going to be filling adding more things to our understanding of deprogramming. Those will start in November. I have a YouTube channel, which is just my name, RJ Spina, dash, ascend the frequencies. And I have a Instagram as well, which is RJ Spina, ascend the frequencies. And <clears throat> I, I urge everyone to get the books. There's probably about 100 hours of free content. If you go to YouTube and just type in my name, uh, there's probably at this point about 100 hours of free content. Uh, avail yourself of these teachings. Tell other people about it because it really is the wisdom that transcends knowledge. It'll transform your life in ways that are actually unimaginable. Um, and if this if this truly resonates with you, then sign up for a a class or course. There'll be there'll be two new ones starting in early November. Very nice. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for our audience? Yeah, I, I I just want humanity to know how much they are looked after and loved. And in most of these forms, it's it's not tangible to the five senses or the intellect. It's it's what going it's what goes on behind the scenes that we are perpetually loved and supported all the time, and that everything is actually happening for our own expansion and evolution. Even the so-called bad things that occur here, they're simply providing a way for us not to be and for us to realize that the, the, the only way to really win this game is not to play and to go within and realize what who and what we all really are, which is this love and wisdom whose subsets are talents and abilities and that that part of us is what we really are, and it's immortal, it's divine, it's perfect, it's whole and complete. And our, our only mission here on Earth is to simply recognize what we already are and then see that in all life. Well, very nice. <laughs> well, that that's a lot to unravel. We need another show. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to, Les, anytime. Um, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight, RJ. You're welcome on my show anytime. Every time you get a book out, throw us, a, a let us know, and we'll get you lined up. You're welcome anytime. Uh, I want to thank you for being our guest tonight. I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Likewise, likewise. It's my pleasure to be with you, with, uh, to be with you Les. Thank you so much. We've been talking with R.J. Spina, and the topic tonight is the title of his latest book, Change Your Mind, Deprogram Your Subconscious Mind, Rewire Your Brain, The Brain, and Balance Your Energy. What a, what a fun, inter <clears throat> fun interview, R.J. You can tell that RJ's uh, done the work, so to speak, and I think that's why I, I like him so much as a guest because um, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of snake oil salesmen out there, so to speak, 
peddling spirituality, uh, peddling enlightenment and all that stuff. And uh, some of them just, uh, I don't know, they they come up short by a long shot. They... um, if you're if you're on that journey to the big E, it's always an inside job. Sure, there's going to be resources outside of you that point you in the right direction, but the direction they're pointing is to the inside of you. I mean, like you can take a class on meditation or take a class on transforming your emotional experiences or whatever. But ultimately, um, the end of the spiritual journey is where it all started. Where it all started from. It's like uh, back to the back to the source of who you are in this moment. You're enlightened now. It's a discovery, not a creation. How fun! How fun! I that, uh, I really appreciate episodes like this. I appreciate you, the listener. The uh, the fact that you showed up for yourself, and uh, the, I, we we perpetually seek episodes that provide you the opportunity to understand yourself in a deeper in more powerful way. I I know you're powerful beyond measure. I know everything that you desire is exists as a potential within you now. So thank you for sharing this time with us. Always a pleasure. Until next time. I'm your host, Les Jensen. You've been listening to a new human living broadcast. If you're a spiritual seeker, you're going to eventually bump up against your relationship with God, especially if you grew up in some of the more classic Western religions. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior, is a spiritual book written for spiritual seekers to help them heal their relationship with God and more fully embody their own life purpose. Forgiven Sinner, God's Last Savior. Get your copy. I'm your host, Les Jensen. Thanks for listening. Until next time.